Today is March 28th. This is Verses and Flow. I'm Jennifer, and I am grateful to be here. I am so thankful that you're here as we proceed and progress on our sacred sojourn through the scriptures. This is such a pure delight to me. If you've been here for a while, I know you know that already. I was laughing with my sister Chinese the other day because we were talking about how I'm still doing commentary, even though technically I'm supposed to be pulling back. But it's like I can't help myself because every day I come here, I come hungry and I leave full. God's word is so rich, so decadent, so deep and multifaceted that there's something new to discover each day, something fresh to savor. And when I taste it, when I chew on it and consume it and it's so good to me, I want to share it for that reason. And I'd be like, said I wasn't gonna tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Oh, I couldn't keep it to myself. But these next few days, I really am going to try to keep it to myself. Like I'm not saying anything, except for this one thing. And technically this is not commentary. This is just an observation. Moses seems to have a little attitude. Have y'all noticed that? I think Moses is a little salty because based on what I've heard him saying the last few days, he did want to go to the promised land. Remember when I said, I wonder if Moses had only asked God if he could go in, if he had asked God for forgiveness, if God would have allowed him in because of their relationship? Well, clearly Moses did ask and clearly God wasn't having it. In Deuteronomy 3, 23, 26, which we covered last week from the Good News Translation, Moses is telling the children of Israel about this conversation he had with God. This is what he says to them. At that time, I earnestly prayed, Sovereign Lord, I know that you have shown me only the beginning of the great and wonderful things you are going to do. There is no God in heaven or on earth who can do the mighty things that you have done. Let me cross the Jordan River, Lord, and see the fertile land on the other side, the beautiful hill country and the Lebanon mountains. Verse 26. But because of you people, the Lord was angry with me and would not listen. Instead, he said, that's enough. Don't mention this again. Y'all, Moses is so mad at these Israelites, and it seems like he is more than a little hurt that God isn't letting him into that land flowing with milk and honey. And so as we read today, we're going to see he's still talking about it. He's not saying it directly. He's saying things like, I'm telling you this because I don't want you to get it twisted. I don't want you to think that you're getting this land because of who you are or because of anything you've done, because y'all are impossible to deal with. This is what he's saying to them. He's also saying what is happening here has nothing to do with their own merit or goodness, but rather because of the wickedness of the current inhabitants and God's promise to their ancestors. So he's like, I don't even want y'all to think that this is because of something that y'all have done or because of how good you've been. It's not. Moses seems to be having a hard time accepting that he won't be able to go in. And it's tripping me out because in all the times that I've read this story, I have never seen this either. I get his frustration and I empathize with him. It's also funny to me though, because he's Moses. You know what I'm saying? Like he is the great prophet and leader of the Israelites, this biblical legend and hero. And yet 
he is still human enough to be petty and angry about not getting what he wants. But I guess that's what makes him relatable. So let's read some more about it today. Let's flow into this word and allow this word to flow into us. Deuteronomy chapters 9 and 10, God's word translation. Israel has been given Canaan because of God's mercy. Listen, Israel, you're about to cross the Jordan River. You'll be forcing out nations that are larger and stronger than you with big cities that have sky-high walls. Their people are tall and strong. They're descendants of Anak. You know all about them. You've also heard it said, who can oppose the descendants of Anak? Realize today that the Lord your God is the one who is going ahead of you like a raging fire. He will wipe them out and will use you to crush their power. You will take possession of their land and will quickly destroy them as the Lord promised you. When the Lord your God expels these people in front of you, don't say to yourselves, because we've been living right, the Lord brought us here to take possession of this land. No, it's because these nations are so wicked that the Lord is forcing them out of your way. It's not because you've been living right or because you're so honest that you're entering to take possession of their land. It's because these people are so wicked that the Lord your God is forcing them out of your way. It's also because the Lord wants to confirm the promise he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So understand this. It's not because you've been living right that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess. You are impossible to deal with. Never forget how you made the Lord your God angry in the desert. You've rebelled against the Lord from the day you left Egypt until you came here. Even at Mount Horeb, you made the Lord so angry that he wanted to destroy you. When I went up on the mountain to get the stone tablets, the tablets of the promise that the Lord made to you, I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights without food or water. Then the Lord gave me the two stone tablets inscribed by God himself. On them were written all the words that the Lord spoke to you from the fire on the mountain on the day of the assembly. At the end of the 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets with his promise on them. He told me, leave right away. Your people whom you brought out of Egypt have ruined everything. They've quickly turned from the way I commanded them to live. They've made an idol for themselves. The Lord also said to me, I've seen these people and they are impossible to deal with. Leave me alone. I'll destroy them and wipe their name off the earth. Then I'll make you into a nation larger and stronger than they are. So I turned and went down the mountain while it was still burning with fire. I was carrying the two tablets with the promise on them. Then I saw that you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had made a statue of a calf for yourselves. You had quickly turned from the way the Lord commanded you to live. I took the two tablets, threw them down, and smashed them in front of you. Once again, I threw myself down in front of the Lord. I went without food and water for 40 days and 40 nights because of the sin you committed. You did what the Lord considered evil and made him furious. I was terrified of the Lord's anger and fury. He was so angry he wanted to destroy you. But once more, the Lord listened to me. The Lord also became very angry with Aaron and wanted to destroy him. But at that time, I prayed for Aaron too. 
I took that sinful calf you made and burned it. I crushed it, grinding it thoroughly until it was as fine as powder. Then I threw the powder into the river that flowed down the mountain. You also made the Lord angry at Tibera, Massa, and Kibroth Hatava. When the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, he said, Go and take possession of the land I'm giving you. But you rebelled against the Lord your God's word. You didn't believe him or obey him. You rebelled against the Lord as long as I've known you. I threw myself down in front of the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights because the Lord said he would destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, Almighty Lord, don't destroy your people. They belong to you. You saved them by your great power and used your mighty hand to bring them out of Egypt. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Disregard the stubbornness, wickedness, and sin of these people. Otherwise, the country we left will say, The Lord wasn't able to bring them to the land he promised them. He hated them. That's why he brought them out, to let them die in the desert. They are your people. They belong to you. You used your great strength and powerful arm to bring them out of Egypt. At that time, the Lord said to me, Cut two more stone tablets like the first ones and come up to me on the mountain. Also, make an ark out of wood. I will write on the tablets the same words that were on the first tablets, which you smashed. Then you will put them in the ark. I made an ark out of acacia wood. I cut two more stone tablets like the first ones. I carried the two tablets up the mountain. The Lord wrote on these tablets the same words as before, the Ten Commandments. He had spoken these words to you from the fire on the mountain on the day of the assembly. Then the Lord gave them to me. I came back down the mountain and put the tablets in the ark I had made. They are still there where the Lord commanded me to put them. The Israelites moved from the wells of the Jaconites to Masera. Aaron died there and was buried, and his son Eleazar succeeded him as priest. They moved from there to Gadgada and from Gadgada to Jotbatha, a land with rivers that don't dry up. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Lord's Promise, to stand in the Lord's presence when they serve him as priests, and to praise his name as they still do today. This is why the tribe of Levi has no land of their own as the other tribes have. The Lord your God is their only possession, as he promised them. I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights as I did the first time. Once again, the Lord listened to me and agreed not to destroy you. The Lord said to me, Lead the people on their journey. They will enter and take possession of the land I will give them, as I swore to their ancestors. Israel encouraged to follow God's guidance. Israel, what does the Lord your God want you to do? He wants you to fear him, follow all his directions, love him, and worship him with all your heart and with all your soul. The Lord wants you to obey his commands and laws that I'm giving you today for your own good. Remember that the sky, the highest heaven, the earth, and everything it contains belong to the Lord your God. The Lord set his heart on your ancestors and loved them. Because of this, today he chooses you, their descendants, out of all the people of the world. So circumcise your uncircumcised hearts, and don't be impossible to deal with any longer. The Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, powerful, and awe-inspiring God. 
He never plays favorites and never takes a bribe. He makes sure orphans and widows receive justice. He loves foreigners and gives them food and clothes. So you should love foreigners because you were foreigners living in Egypt. Fear the Lord your God, worship him, be loyal to him, and take your oaths in his name. He is your glory. He is your God who did for you these spectacular and awe-inspiring deeds you saw with your own eyes. When your ancestors went to Egypt, there were 70 of them. Now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the sky. Luke chapter 8 verses 4 through 21 a story about a farmer. When a large crowd had gathered and people had come to Jesus from every city, he used this story as an illustration. A farmer went to plant his seeds. Some seeds were planted along the road, were trampled, and were devoured by birds. Others were planted on rocky soil. When the plants came up, they withered because they had no moisture. Others were planted among thorn bushes. The thorn bushes grew up with them and choked them. Others were planted on good ground. When they came up, they produced a hundred times as much as was planted. After he had said this, he called out, Let the person who has ears listen. His disciples asked him what the story meant. Jesus answered, Knowledge about the mysteries of God's kingdom has been given directly to you, but it is given to others in stories. When they look, they don't see. And when they hear, they don't understand. This is what the story illustrates. The seed is God's word. Some people are like seeds that were planted along the road. They hear the word, but then the devil comes. He takes the word away from them so that they don't believe and become saved. Some people are like seeds on rocky soil. They welcome the word with joy whenever they hear it, but they don't develop any roots. They believe for a while, but when their faith is tested, they abandon it. The seeds that were planted among thorn bushes are people who hear the word, but as life goes on, the worries, riches, and pleasures of life choke them, so they don't produce anything good. The seeds that were planted on good ground are people who also hear the word, but they keep it in their good and honest hearts and produce what is good despite what life may bring. No one lights a lamp and hides it under a bowl or puts it under a bed. Instead, everyone who lights a lamp puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in will see the light. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. There is nothing kept secret that will not come to light. So pay attention to how you listen. Those who understand these mysteries will be given more knowledge. However, some people don't understand these mysteries even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. The True Family of Jesus His mother and his brothers came to see him, but they couldn't meet with him because of the crowd. Someone told Jesus, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside. They want to see you. He answered them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear and do what God's word says. Psalm 69 verses 19 through 36 you know that I have been insulted, put to shame, and humiliated. All my opponents are in front of you. Insults have broken my heart, and I am sick. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. I looked for people to comfort me, but I found no one. They poisoned my food, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. 
Let the table set before them become a trap and a snare for their friends. Let their vision become clouded so that they cannot see. Let their thighs continually shake. Pour your rage on them. Let your burning anger catch up with them. Let their camp be deserted and their tents empty. They persecute the one you have struck, and they talk about the pain of those you have wounded. Charge them with one crime after another. Do not let them be found innocent. Let their names be erased from the book of life. Do not let them be listed with righteous people. I am suffering and in pain. Let your saving power protect me, O God. I want to praise God's name with a song. I want to praise his great name with a song of thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than sacrificing an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. Oppressed people will see this and rejoice. May the hearts of those who look to God for help be refreshed. The Lord listens to needy people. He does not despise his own who are in prison. Let heaven and earth, the seas, and everything that moves in them praise him. When God saves Zion, he will rebuild the cities of Judah. His servants will live there and take possession of it. The descendants of his servants will inherit it. Those who love him will live there. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. A good person obtains favor from the Lord but the Lord condemns everyone who schemes. A person cannot stand firm on a foundation of wickedness, and the roots of righteous people cannot be moved. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you today filled with gratitude for the wisdom and guidance we receive through your word. Lord, we thank you for the gift of history and poetry, for the parables, the narratives, and the teachings that continually remind us of your transcendent wisdom and your boundless love towards us. Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, and we are so thankful for the ways that it just continues to enrich our lives and deepen our faith in you. Today, we are especially grateful, God, for the reminder from Deuteronomy that this journey that we're on is not about anything we did right. The blessings or the favor that we have, it's not because of how good we are, but rather it's because of how good you are. It's because of your grace towards us. Lord, we acknowledge our failures, our faults, our flaws, and our shortcomings. And we ask, we earnestly ask, Lord, for your forgiveness and your continued guidance as we go about our daily lives. We pray for strength to stay true to your word, even in times of hardship, especially in times of temptation and when we want to turn away. Lord, we also give thanks for the parable of the sower today, which reminded us that your word is a seed that must be carefully sown and nourished in order to bear fruit. Help us to be good soil ready to receive your word with open hearts and minds. Let us be transformed by your truth so that we can bear good fruit, serving you and serving others with joy, humility, character, and integrity. Finally, Lord, we give thanks for the reminder from Proverbs today that those of us who build our lives on a foundation of righteousness will receive your favor. Help us to stay aligned with your will and your instructions so that all of our actions and our attitudes bring honor to you. 
Lord, we give you thanks once again for the gift of your word, for its power to touch our spirits and the, its power to challenge us. Lord, may we always be guided by your truth and may our hearts remain as thankful as they are today for all that you are and all that you do in our lives. Lord, we ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. And our affirmation for today I am healthy, happy, and whole in spirit, mind, body, and soul. I am healthy, happy, and whole in spirit, mind, body, and soul. And our aphorism, you can't keep trouble from coming, but you don't need to give it a chair to sit on. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me because you belong here. And we belong together on this journey. I love you, and I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you. Thank you.